And uh, yes, you're welcome to your Talent X movie business podcast. And here it is, the second season. And this time we'll be talking to two very important people when it comes to screenwriting. So we're talking about the importance of the Screenwriters Guild. And with us today, we have people from Writers Inc. in the form of DJ Enunwa and of course, Tim Tokwe as well. So look, it's a pleasure to have you guys here with us together for the first time back again on another episode of your Talent X Movie Business Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Super, super. So we're talking about the importance of the Screenwriters Guild. You know, so the first question for some people listening you know, and they, they maybe it's the first time they heard it or they, they've heard it before, but they were not exactly sure what the makeup is, basically. So how, how does it work? How do, how do the guilds work? How do guilds work? And, you know, the Screenwriters Guild in Nigeria, how exactly, how, what's the function and how has that been working so far? So guilds are, you know, bodies that sort of come together or they're a collection of people who are doing the same thing and they come together to be able to further their, their skill or their task or whatever it is that they're doing. So for example, the screenwriters, like you mentioned, it's a collection of professional writers, people who are in the writing profession in the Nigerian film industry. And so they've come together to form a body so that that body as a collective can further their goals, their aspirations and um, can fight for them when necessary, depending on you know whatever the issues are. All right. So All right. Well, I guess yeah. that's what the guild is. So hmm. All right. Well, I guess obviously that is necessary, especially uh, with an industry like ours, where everybody is trying to just make a quick buck or be too sharp, you know. And I'm sure with uh, wedding ladies like you, you guys are able to just be like, "No, we shall not have such," and you know, you basically get to protect a lot of their. Um, you know, a, a lot of the intellectual property, I guess. So, you yeah. know, that's necessary. So, so let's talk about the opportunities. What opportunities do guilds specifically, and this is for DJ, uh, what, what, what opportunities do guilds um, provide for screenwriters in Nigeria, apart from the fact that you protect, you know, as we said before, the intellectual property, what are the other opportunities that, you know, you provide for screenwriters in Nigeria? It's a great hub for information. That's the first thing. So getting information, getting it at the right time, uh, getting to meet other people who are in the industry, getting to meet people who are doing better than you, find out what they're doing and how they're doing it, get questions answered, you know, be able to avoid making some mistakes that people who have gone ahead of you have made and are able to tell you, oh, don't do that, don't go there, oh, ask for this, or when the client comes, say this, do that. So that's the very first thing that the Guild does, gives you that opportunity to meet people and uh, what we're able to, uh, I guess, grasp from that was how with the Screenwriters Guild, you know, um, it, it basically is like the information superhighway for, you know, a lot of uh, writers as well, screenwriters, and then there are other benefits as well, just to ensure that, um, you know, like, as far as the tools they need to succeed, you know, that they have all that available to them. So I think we're able to grasp that, you know, and definitely, uh, for anybody yeah. watching right now, listening right now as well, they know exactly, you know, what, what it is, as uh, uh, Tim Tokwe explained before, and then as you just broke it down, what exactly they can get as far as the benefits. So now let's talk about um, people trying to join because they've heard this, they've heard it before, and they know that obviously it presents an opportunity and then they want to be seen. It's a network. 
that they know they need. So for you, Jimmy, um, what steps do you need? Uh, what steps do you need to take if you want to join the Screenwriters Guild of Nigeria? And again, when is the best time? You know, is there an off period or is it when movies are out there or maybe summer when it looks like a lot of movies, are, you know, so what particular time? And then again, what exactly do, do people need to take steps to join? Funny enough, um, there isn't any specific time to join. If you want to join right now, like you can join right now. It doesn't, you know, require any special effects or graphics or CGI. <laughs> you just, you know, join. Um, so all you have to do is basically go to, uh, there is the Screenwriters Guild of Nigeria, Ando, um, at official SWGN on Instagram, and you can send a DM there saying that, oh, you would like to join the Screenwriters Guild of Nigeria. And the process to joining is that you just need to send a sample of your work and the National Secretary will contact you in terms of when there's going to be, um, I don't want to call it auditions, for actors you would say auditions, uh, the sort of like a way to, you know, just check and be sure of the quality of your work and be able to say, okay, at this right. level, you know, yes. So, oh, okay, or maybe you need training at some point, like you have the potential, but you need training and all that. So yeah. you can assess that, just assess your work basically, and then give you the, the you know, there's a there's a fee that you pay every year. It's a token amount okay. actually, and then you get your ID card right. as well, just to show that you are now an official member of the SWGN basically, and then you're added to the WhatsApp group where all communication continues. So, yeah, yeah it's just as simple as that, to join the SWG. Okay. It's not anything serious. Complicated. But, I mean, obviously, you still have to go through the approval process and the yes, unintended course, screening, course, that's what, you know, to make sure that yes, you Yes, it's screening. Yeah. Yeah. Screening, that's what I... Yes, that's, I guess, that's I guess maybe was it was hard to because it's called the Screenwriters Guild and then screening is like, oh, two meanings <laughs> for the main <laughs> word. But that's perfectly understandable. <laughs> so so let's, let's, let's look at the, one of the things that people always, you know, the, the, the common, when you're trouble, when they say troubleshooting, for example, the common challenge with a lot of the members when they're like, hey, this is something that we have a problem with, you know, some of the major or most common challenges and maybe if you care to point out, maybe there's a particular production company that's known for violating some of the rights, if you care to, you know, spill the beans on that, you know, but what is the number one challenge that the Guild is facing, you know, when it comes to protecting the rights of its members? So and that's for you, DJ. Yeah. Okay, so, well, there are a number of challenges. So when you say number one, I'm thinking, which one is the number one challenge? But I, I think that... Um, the major challenge that the guild would face would be trying to uh, standardize a lot of things. So for example, um, standardizing fees, having a standard contract for everyone, you know, having a standard process for writers with their clients. Just having a standard operation you know, procedure is one of the major challenges because that would require a lot of structure, that would require a lot of uh, I would say trust on both the, the members of the guild and the ESCO. You know, you want to be able to trust people and say, okay, this stand, if you're saying I must do this or I must not collect a certain amount on this, or I must, I need to trust that you're doing this for my benefit and that yeah. you have my, you know, best interest. Um, best interest at heart, exactly. And it's not just, oh, you're just doing this for 
you know, your own selfish reasons for anything whatsoever. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the major challenges is getting the members to trust that oh, every a standard of operation that will be brought out is for their best interest. You know, even if sometimes you need to say no to a client because it does, maybe the client is trying to underpay you and the, the guild that said, this is the least that any writer who is what their onions should collect. And you're feeling, you don't know that I have bills to pay. Like, I don't mind collecting a little bit less. You know, you don't understand what I'm going through at the moment. So all of those things are a challenge because we're human beings, basically. So trying to get standard processes that cut across every single writer in the country, a professional writer yeah. in the country is, you know, I would say one of the biggest challenges. We know Nigeria, the problems are mostly unique to us because of many yeah. unfortunate situations. Yeah. So what, what, which one would you say is the one that always is recurrent? I think that one of the major, the major frustrations would be a lack of structure. So lack of structure with the production system. So you want to mm -hmm. produce a film like abroad, like, you know, they have studios, they have actual processes. Somebody just does wake up one morning and say, you know what, mm, I feel like being a producer today. Let me get a writer. That doesn't really happen. Like even if it happens, it's not on the scale that it happens here where anybody can be a producer, anybody can be a writer, anybody can be a director, anybody. So, you know, if there isn't any structure, then how do you, um, how do yeah. you curtail, you know, when there are mispractices, when, you know, all of those things. So it's a bit frustrating for the guild to first of all keep track mm -hmm. of who's doing what, how they're doing it, are they doing it right? Um, if, a, if a writer is complaining about what a producer did to them, you want to know, the, the writer, was the writer, is it really a writer? Did he just wake up one day and just like, oh, I just want to just be a writer and just, to, yeah. yes, and just did he, did, so you don't know what the, um, Write the quality of the writer. You don't know the quality of the producer. You don't know. So all of those things, it's it's really frustrating for the guild to be able to take stands because if, for example, somebody, I'm assuming abroad, you know, you say, okay, I've joined the guild. You know, you've done a particular. There's some work that you've done, yeah. And if you've done that amount of work, we're assuming that you've done that amount of work also for a quality producer or for a quality production company so to an extent we can trust that okay you know yeah. what you're doing you yes exactly but here you know there's a lot of just everybody's just waking up and doing stuff you know and it's a bit difficult to keep track i think that's the biggest thing structure and being able to keep track of what's going structure. on and yes structure is a big challenge for everybody on either side mm -hmm. of the divide Interesting, interesting. And hopefully maybe in due time, uh, I guess with uh, the work that you guys do, obviously, eventually there will be some type of structure that um, you guys can basically hope for the industry. I guess, you know, you will have your influence to ensure that the industry as a whole gets to start putting some things in place structural-wise. So for you, uh, Timmy Chakwe, let's talk about the influences. So we just talked about, you know, issues with Nigeria and how it affects like the most common problems you face with the guild. So let's talk about some of the things that I expected from screenwriters when it comes to um, conversations that should be had. You know, so let's say countries facing unfortunate situations like um, maybe just uh, gender-based violence, <clears throat> for example. You know, maybe, uh, there's probably a part that the screenwriters guild play when it comes to trying to educate people to say, let's talk about this. So now, with the recent events with the Antars protests and. Um, you know, we know how intense that was. I and mean, we know the international media jumped on this 
this is something everybody's talking about. So uh, can the Screenwriters Guild have, or maybe have, have the influence to be able to say to their members, hey, you know what, this is a conversation that we need to have. So let's, 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 throw, a, let's throw a torchlight or rather like a spotlight on this particular topic with, with what you guys write. Is, is there, a, can the Screenwriters Guild basically play that role? Can they have that influence on the screenwriters considering they're all members? Or you have members that write? Okay, thank you very much, Shola. That's a very interesting question. And I say it's interesting because, um, like you said, I mean, we all know what happened recently and all of that, but whether the Screenwriters Guild has an influence, I don't think that that's in question. It's the question of whether what is written would be accepted by the producers. It's a question of whether the producers are willing to be able to put their money into that. And again, on their own side, or looking at it from their point of view, it's also a question of whether the content buyers will take it and they won't get you know, any sort of political backlash. So it is not a lack of not wanting to do it. it, it it's the question of when it is done, what happens to it? Does it get shot? If it gets shot, is it going to get the viewers that you know, it needs? And if it does, what is the implication of that to the network who's showcasing this? Because, I mean, we all know how Nigeria is, you know, let's just leave it there. So I don't think that it's a question <laughs> that we want to be part of the narrative. Like, art should imitate life. We, as artists, we as filmmakers, we, we, we define mm -hmm. the society, we shape the society with the, with the things that we do. Before Obama became president, there was a 24 where there was a black president. Yeah. So that had already been yeah. sold to the American people. People could see visually yeah. that there could be an American president. And then Obama came and it was okay. So we as filmmakers, we imitate like we shape life, we create life. And yes, the screenwriter field has yeah. the influence to be able to do that. But the question is who will buy it if you write it? Will a producer willing to do that? And so you will find that in Nigeria, even when you check the cinema runs, the films that are making money, yeah. the films that Nigerians go and watch are not the serious films, unfortunately, yes. which is a pet for me. True. Very true. It is a pet. You know, but you find that certain films are the ones who are making the money, who are eating the box office because they just want to laugh. Mm. They, just, they, just, they, they don't want to take it seriously. They don't want anything serious. So when those films get on certain platforms, they're like, ah, this film is really nice. This film is really nice. And you're telling them, but this film was in the cinema and you didn't go to watch yeah. it. You didn't go and see it. So it's not that we're not writing some of these films. Very true. It's that if we write it, if I pitch this to uh, an investor and I say, oh, you, I, I can't guarantee that investor that I'm talking about something that is important to life, something that is important to our way of thinking or mm -hmm. our way of living. And I can't guarantee that if I put this yeah. out there, you are going to make your money back. Yes. So no investors, because this is business. We are in, we are in the filmmaking business. True. So it's not, it's not a lack of mm -hmm. not wanting to write stuff like that. People do that. And a lot of times you yeah. find that when, when such things are written, it usually goes through the festival routes. Mm. But if you check the number of eyes that see it, you commensurate to the number mm. of eyes that would see Comedic, comedic film. I don't. I don't think so. Well, I, don't, I was I don't gonna know. ask you. This. 
So I was going to ask this, right? So um, uh, with um, that, with those particular type of subject matters, um, for some people, they choose to make an entire movie out of it, right? But in, yeah. I guess in, in other cases as well, if they're trying to pass across a message or sensitize people towards a particular message, borrowing from how Hollywood, for example, has tried to let us be more, to, uh, to, to, to let people understand um, the, situ the situation with sexuality, you know, with homosexuals. And, um, you know, um, basically my point here is, you know, you have them trying to let, let people understand, the public understand that, look, this is a common thing. They basically just try to let people understand that, look, we're trying to get you comfortable with those type of situations. So they not, might not necessarily make a movie about, uh, you know, bisexuality or maybe sexuality, but they will put some subliminal messages that make you feel, okay, well, it's okay. So basically what I'm trying to say here is with um, this particular sensitive topic of NSARS and police brutality, it, it might not be a case where you're expecting uh, a, high, a major movie that's basically all around that. But then if it's a movie that highlights some of it or just introduces some of it as a subliminal message, you know, is that something that maybe the screenwriters can get to influence? It could even be a comedy, like typical comedy movies. And then you just have maybe just a policeman who, maybe for a funny scenario, just basically just shows how he deals appropriately with his situation as opposed to being violent or brutal with the situation. Does, is that something the guild can actually influence? Still on YouTube. Definitely. definitely. That's something that the guild definitely can influence. And, and, I don't even think that it's also about, you know, the guild influence. As writers, I, I think that we're already trained to think like that, to talk about situations that is that, that are happening around us. What are the things that we're experiencing so that it's relatable? Because if you're writing something that is not relatable, especially in the society that you live in, then people are gonna disconnect and you don't want you don't want the audience to disconnect. So we are already trained to talk or to write things that people can relate to. And if that's what's going on around us right now, yes, we can find ways to, you know, put that into the things that we're writing, yes. Right, super, super. Okay, so I guess we're coming closer to wrapping this up, but um, I guess before we jump on that, uh, let me, let me, let me, let, let, let's ask you this. So both of you are members, we know, we know this very well and very influential members as well. And um, we'd like to know exactly as far as how it has helped your career in the Nollywood industry. Would you like to throw a little more light on that? I'll start with you, DJ. So how exactly do you feel it has helped your career in the film industry being a member of the Writers Guild? You know, just to highlight the benefits of actually joining the Guild. Okay, so um, Shala, thank you. I'll be honest with you. Um, even though the Guild can give you these opportunities, they cannot teach you or essentially help you take those opportunities. So, I would say that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people expect that once I join the guild, you know, my, all my troubles are gone. You, I will get jobs, mm -hmm, I'll be flying like, you know, oh, the guild will solve all of my problems. No, that's not gonna happen. That didn't happen for us. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna preach that it's gonna happen uh, essentially that way. So yes, you know, joining the guild will give you room to um, meet, like I said, meet with, other people, it will help you to learn. You know, they, they organize trainings, um, their questions that you can ask on the group and people who, on the WhatsApp group and people who've been in the industry for years can tell you, oh no, don't do that, that's, that's a big mistake or this is what I've done or this is what I'll do. We, we have interviews on, um, on the WhatsApp group where we 
ask, you know, veterans of the industry questions and they tell us their journey. You know, some of them have been on this journey for 25 years, 20 years. Some people wrote some of the movies I watched as kids and I'm in a WhatsApp group with them. Can you just imagine that? So it's, it, it, it will give you that opportunity, you know, and if you are able to take those opportunities further, that's all, that's on you. Uh, so it's going to entail a lot of things, your social skills, your, uh, your, your, your skills as a writer, because there's, I, if you join the guild and you are not a good writer, there's really nothing anybody can do for you. Especially if you don't accept that you can be better. If you think, oh, I'm all that and about the bag of uh, trying to tell you, this is like, you know, you can do black. Like, no. Yeah, and you're like, no, I know what I'm doing. Nobody's going to do this. Be writing scripts, yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's a big problem for creative people. We, we literally have to learn to be humble. It doesn't come naturally to us. I don't care what anybody says, it's the truth. Because you, you, you're a creator, you create something. So you, 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 at some point, you begin to have that God, you know. God complex. God, yes. Like, I am, God. I created. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a conscious effort to learn to be humble. And that's the only way that the guild can help you. If you are humble enough to realize that, okay, I'm in this group. And there are people who I'm better mm -hmm. than, but yes, there are people who are better than me. And if I can uh, give and take basically, if I can give yeah. to the people who I feel like they need me and I can take without being a, uh, what's the word now? Without being a pest, <laughs> for lack of a better word, for those who are above yeah. me, you know, because there's a, there's a way mm -hmm. to be in me. It doesn't just, it's, it's not automatic. You need to learn how to be a mentee. You need to put in the work. You need to, you know, have all those skills. Like I said, social skills, talking to people, hanging around people, you know, basically just doing that. Um, I think that is that is the only way that the girl can help. And that is the way that the guild has helped us. Yes, we had gained some ground before we joined, because some people, somebody's watching this and saying, hmm, yes. auntie, we know you, before you joined the guild, you were working, so don't even give us that. <laughs> You're ready to Yes, but we can't take it away True. that it's, it's also helped. We can't take that away from the mm -hmm. fact that it has helped Tokpe has met new people there. I sure. have met new people there. You know, being able to ask people questions that you wouldn't normally be able to even send them DMs from there. Like, okay, I'm on the same WhatsApp group. You, hi, this, my name is DJ. I'm a screenwriter. I'm on the Screenwriters Guild group with you. You said something about this on this group. I would like to ask you, can we, uh, you know, explain a little further? And a lot of them have been open to that, you know? So it's, that's one of the things that, you know, has, that has helped us achieve. All right, all right. So yes, yeah, so you take me to uh, let's let's tell us. So how has it helped you too? I'm sure you can say yes. You know, joining this is exactly what is done for me, and you know, yeah. You, you, let's get your hot take as well. I'm not sure there's anything more to say to what Dichi has said. I mean, but um, I think that yeah. the two the, the two major things that I the guild has done for us also, like I just you know want to sort of um, retreat back. It's access to information and access to, to people. So, yes, because like you said, you're in a WhatsApp group with people that on a good day you probably would not have access to. And because you have access to them, you, you can't ask them questions. How did you do it? For example, we have the opportunity to 
have a, um, an interview session in the WhatsApp group with um, the writer of Living in Bondage uh, back in the day. Uh, and um, Dietrich, could you help me with his name again? Mr. E.K. E.K. Geoforce, something, I can't, I can't remember. And yeah, mm. we're asking him, yes. Yeah, so, and you know, we were, we were asking him and the question came up, but back in the day, there was no social media. How was it that this film just became really popular without social media? Because now you can say, oh, I have 20 million Instagram followers. You know, I can put mm -hmm. it up and 20 million, yeah. 10 million people care about it. But back in the day, there was no social media. How were you able to do that, you know? And he, he gave insights into that. He talked about his journey. And so, you know, we learned history, talking to him, having mm -hmm. that conversation. And it wasn't the only one. There were other people that we had interviews with that are in the group with us that, yeah. you know, just takes us back and talk about the history of Nollywood, how it was when they started, how far we have come. Because even though it doesn't seem like to some people that we have come a long way, if you hear where they are coming from, you, you have an appreciation of what we are doing now and how far we have come in the industry. So having access to that information sort of changes your mindset about certain things. It helps you see things in a different way, in a different light. So yeah, yeah access to information is one, it's one of the things that you know we've gained. Um, also access to people. The fact that you're in a group with you know, intellectual minded people, people who are in the same field with you, where if there's a script conference, they need two extra writers or they need three extra writers, they can put in the group chat and say, oh, um, I'm going for the script conference or these people are saying that they need two extra writers or three extra writers, could you send your CV to this particular email address? So in that case, it's just the first conference basis. You know, so you, you have access to jobs like that. Or sometimes there are people who are writers and producers or writers and directors. And so they put, you know, in the group, oh, I need a script for a short film like this, or somebody needs a film for a short film or a feature film, two cast, uh, minimal locations, that kind of thing. So you get jobs, basically. I, I think that's the bottom line, the opportunity to get jobs. But like yeah. Dietrich said, you need to, you need to take the opportunity. The information is out there. What are you going to do with the information? Are you going to send the CV? Are you going to write? If you're going to write, it's going to be done properly. Yeah. Are you willing to learn? Those are, you know, things that that are not up to the individual writer. But generally, as in field, I think that it provides that platform for you to have access to people and access to yeah. information. All right. All right. Well, well said. Well said. This has been very informative. And I'm sure for you listening right now, watching, you haven't joined the guild already, you know exactly what you need to do, the steps you need to take. And of course, you understand just the benefits and the influence and the fact that, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's the way towards getting a structure. Because we complain about this with a lot of things in Nigeria, no structure. Well, I guess this is one of the ways. And if you have uh, brilliant people like Tim Tuckman and DJ here who are part of it, obviously, you know just how important it is. It's actually well, part I, of it. I, I wanted to... Say that again. Yes, please. Okay, so I wanted to just add that apart from structure, I think that one of your other major challenges that the guild, like would frustrate the guild is the, the way that we handle intellectual property in this country. It is mm. so different <laughs> from the way it is handled everywhere else in the world. And so you say different. What you want to say is, you want to say is it's ridiculous. You know, but difference is just a soft. Yeah. But you said yeah. it, not yeah. me. 
<laughs> well, you know, I say the truth. That's me. <laughs> so it's it's really so, what, yeah. It's so frustrating. Like for a writer, for a writer, for example, um, I would have written a movie maybe four years ago, and yeah. you know, really paid for it, whatever it is, goes on cinema, yeah. and everybody's excited and say, "Oh, the movie's in cinema! Awesome, you guys! I did, I saw your name, amazing, well done!" I'm like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah. And then they see the movie on African Magic again, and like, oh, we saw your name. Oh, ah, yeah, you guys are really making it. Oh, and I'm wondering, uh, no. And then they I see the movie on the local yeah. TV. Hey, you're doing one. Then they see it on Netflix. Ha, ah, these girls have made deeds. And I'm wondering. And then the people that owe you money call you up, like, did you how far? Give me this money now. People that you owe money say, give me this money. You made the money now. You put it on Netflix. It's everywhere. I'm telling you. In fact, the page was for. Oh, so yeah, that's that's fact. Because some people elsewhere in the world have that particular type of situation where their movie makes different platforms, and they're basically set for life. If we're keeping it real, they're yeah. set. They're like, okay, cool, royalties, everything, they're good. But here, the other people who write it, you've sold your story. You almost don't have any claim to it at all, and then just the amount they pay you, which is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what you're actually worth, based on where it goes. I feel like that. You feel like I feel I feel you're about to say you feel like we should have been dwelling on this long enough, you know, <laughs> instead of making it seem like everything's all hunky dory. Maybe the powers that be are trying to stop us from discussing this very sensitive topic. I felt like maybe some people who were guilty of this that oh that really are supposed to pay all the money they heard that somehow they pulled their strings. <laughs> That's why we suddenly had network, had network problems just at the moment when it seemed like we're going to talk about money is not enough. It's not even halfway close yeah. of what we should be paying. I also think, um, I also think that you know this is a vicious cycle. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. from the writer's point of view, you're wondering. So you have a producer call you up and say, "Oh, I want to do this thing. This is how much I have. The budget is small. You are not paying enough money. You are not, you know." And it's all a question of whether you're going to sell that content. And and so you find out that down the value chain, the money is just ridiculous. Let me borrow your word. It's ridiculous yeah. because the producer is thinking that if I make this film, for example, for 20 million, where am I going to sell this film? What platform am I going to sell this film? And like Diche said, it's all a question of structure because the industry is so porous. Anybody can wake up one morning and just decide to do anything. And because mm. of that, you have more supply than demand. So you have a lot of people who are just, you know, yeah. And it's, it's, it's the law of economics. If supply is more than demand, the price crashes, basically. And I, it, it's just all a vicious cycle. And if, if you're not, if we don't see the value in intellectual property, I think that yes. we will consi consistently have these issues if we don't put structure yes. in place in terms of all the guilds. And I'm not just talking about the screenwriters' guild, the producers' guild, the directors' guild. If we don't put proper structures in place where we become a formidable force, yes. we will continuously have these issues. So and, and, and I feel I must say this, I must say this, right? I must say that, um, you know, I mean, as a, as a film consultant and a critic myself, we're guilty of basically just pointing fingers and say, hey, this could have been better, that could have been better. When the truth is, it probably would have been 
10 times better if the money was actually worth it. If it didn't seem like just to get by, just to survive, you had to write like 10 scripts yeah. as opposed to a situation where you could write one that you focus on, take your time on, take months on, yeah. and then eventually release something that is worthy of world-class material, you know? And this is something people are eating mm -hmm. from. So it feels a bit unfair, like, you know, we're like, ah, this was not all that, but hey, I was paid 200,000 for, for that. When the truth is, it should be times 10, considering exactly just the um, how amazing the work is. So yeah, you know, perfectly, I'm sure that has to be fixed. That has to be looked at. And hopefully, eventually, something will change, you know? This was beautiful. Thank you so much. And hopefully, we get to do this again sometime soon. And obviously, hopefully, the next time we meet, things that will have major changes. And then definitely, your worth, your pay, everybody's paid their worth. And everybody's happy. And we don't have to struggle so much. But thank you guys. You guys have been amazing. Timmy talk about DJ. You guys were super fantastic. Subscribe now to get more movie business podcasts.